0: many of you know you need to be a prophet of your own life? You must become the prophet of your own life. You don't go around looking for prophets. Learn to prophesy. We don't know what prophecy is about. It's a very simple definition. Take us to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter um, 14. And let's see what prophecy. Prophecy does four things. Prophecy does four things. And we are going to see it from there. First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse. Let's start from verse one, then you understand better. First Corinthians chapter fourteen, and verse number one, two to three. If we have it, if not, I can read for us. Do you have it? It's not coming up. Okay, no, that is fine. We can go to our Bibles and see. What? Well, let me read from here. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. Pursue love. Yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Listen to verse 1. Pursue what? And then desire what pursue. Let's go ahead about this. He said, we should pursue what? Love is the core of life. Wherever there's no life, there's love, there's confusion. So we are told to pursue love. And after that, we are supposed to desire spiritual gifts. Among the spiritual gifts, especially prophesying. And Paul goes on to say in verse 2, For one who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God. But one who understands, but in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. But one who prophesies speaks to men. Three things there. Prophecy does four things, and three of them are listed here in verse number three. As you can see that. The Bible says, Paul was saying this. The charismatics, we charismatic Pentecostals, we like to speak in tongues. But when you speak in tongues, it benefits you. It doesn't benefit the other person. It builds you. But prophecy builds a home. Prophecy builds a church. It builds friendship. And that's what he's saying. What does prophecy do? Three things. Here, it's written here, but there are four. We see the fourth one. For he says that, but one who prophesies speaks to people. Anyone who, no, we want verse three, please. We're not going to verse four. Yeah, verse three. Verse three says, but the one who prophesies does what? They strengthen, they encourage and they comfort. Prophecy does three things according to this verse here. Prophecy does how many things? Three. The fourth one I preach on in the morning about creativity, construction. That is what God told Ezekiel to do. Prophesy. Speak life over the bones. So prophecy does that. Whatever there's death, when you get there, you are supposed. Some of us, we kill people before they are dead. Because we push them down. We don't lift people up. What happened to David? In First Samuel chapter 20, 30, David and his men, 600 of them went out. And when they came back, the people of Ziklag have come, burned down the city and carry everyone away. And the men lifted their voices and cried until the Bible said there was no strength in them to weep again. And you know what they did? After that, they decided to stone David to death. But the Bible tells us, if you understand this passage here, David prophesied. What do you mean by that? You ask me, First Samuel chapter 30, verse 7 says that, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. He prophesied. What happens when you are beaten hard by life? When you hear the bad report from the doctor? When the test tells you that you cannot have that car, that house, because you don't have enough to do that? When uh, everything is against you, your children are not moving the right direction, what do you do? Most of the time, most of the time we complain. I'm here to announce to us, don't let your condition, let negative words come out of your mouth. No matter what is going on, make sure, de- 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 decide, learn to do that. It's a practice. And you know what you do? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's why if you don't have the word in you, when you are pressed, whenever we are pressing pressed, whenever we are pressed, what is in us come out? When you see Coca-Cola, you might think when it's sitting in the fridge, it's very quiet. But you put pressure on it. So quiet in the bottom. But make a mistake and open the lid. Take the lid off and you will see what will happen. So most of us, that is what is happening in us. If you don't speak the word, that's what the Bible says this covenant is not good. This one is not a good one. It's an old one. What do you mean by that? In the olden days, the Bible was not even written on books. It was written on, I took a group of nine from the U.S. One from Mississippi Jackson, five from Chicago, and three from New York. I took them to Israel. I gave them a talk. One of them was going for the first time. The other eight were going for the first time. One was a second time. All the others are just for the first time. And then what we did was we went to the old city, the Wailing Wall. And you see it was the New Year time. So it was a holiday. The New Year, which was the first week in October every year, you see a huge American flag. And you see, it's amazing what is happening there. We thank God for the United States. Can I tell you something? What happened when we were there? Pastor Devin, they see the young men coming at the age of 12 with scrolls. The scroll is a piece of wood, it's there. and they have the, the, the paper run around it. That is how the scrolls of Qumran, when they find the olden days, they didn't have this. This becomes simple. And they try to go by tradition. So the boys at the age of 12 with their prayer cloth, the shawl on, they come with a scroll and they open to take a topic. That's what Jesus did when he was 12. And the parents left him behind. Let me tell you what happened. That one was not good. It was too heavy. And so God, he came to a point, he wrote it, this one. And now we don't even use this one. Pastor Devin is using the Bible right there in his hands. And you know what? It's too Heavy to carry that one and there's only one version there. You can get more than 100 versions in that phone is holding there. It shows you technology. But you know what God wants us to do? He says in the book of Hebrews, a day is coming where I am going to write the word where? On your hearts. On your minds. You know the reason why? When it is here, I forget. When it is here, when I open my mouth, you know what comes out? Somebody speaks one word, and you know the condition of the state of the person. You know, when it starts cursing, you know there's a problem. The moment we allow the word to come to us, whenever we open our mouth, automatically the word comes out. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah this morning. And come on, I pray that the Lord will help you as you begin to go on by the well. David was at the crossroad. His own men want to kill him. Because their wives and their children have been carried away. Let me tell you, when life beats you hard, when you get a bad report from the doctor, when a child is not going the way we're supposed to go, when everything is against our finances, how our health is down, naturally by nature, when we open our mouth, negative comes out. But God doesn't build on the negative. He only builds on the positive. Learn to train yourself and mind you, out of the abundance, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, Out of the abundance of what? The heart. The mouth speaks. Try to feed on the word. That's why we come to school. We've got a teacher here. The greatest teacher who ever lived is Jesus. And thank God, he's at home, he's appointed teachers to help us, to equip us so that we become mature, that nothing in life breaks us down. So prophecy, as we saw That's four things. We saw three here. What are the three things we saw here? Prophecy what? Strengthens. Prophecy encourages. And prophecy does what? Comfort. It's very simple. We think somehow, now the world, in an African church, Pastor Larry, the African church is sick. People want to go to churches where somebody will call them and say, the name of your child is this. He's never met him before. Like I came in, I called Pastor Juliana. And say, Pastor Juliana, you got one daughter, you got three sons, and that is what we want. I never met her before. That's what people want. That's not prophecy. It's a personal challenge. And people want that. It's the particular. Prophecy is just speaking the word. We saw in the morning, the first session, where God told, he said, can these bones live again? And he said, Lord, you only know. And you know what he says? He said, prophesy. Speak over the bones. Don't let your condition put you down. No matter what you are going on, learn to be the prophet of who. Be your own prophet. What do I mean? When David was down, did he go around looking for the priest to pray for him? Did David go around looking for the prophet? The Bible said David encouraged. He prophesied to himself in the Lord. That's what we saw in the book of 1 Samuel. I pray that the Lord will help us. I want to continue from another passage from the book of Second Kings and chapter number 6, verse number 24, about what was happening in Jerusalem, in Samaria. The city was besieged for three months. Nobody could go out and no one could come in. Let me tell you, beloved, we are living in a world where things are very tough. Sometimes you are besieged. Sometimes the world, everything is against you. My pastor knows Most of you see see me as a star. Wherever I go, as I was saying, just I was about sometime within two months to God be the glory. I'm not taking any credit. I don't even deserve that. I say this all the time. I don't deserve what I'm doing. It's God's favor. So I cannot be arrogant and think I'm special. I am nothing. Just a fool that the Lord took to do what I'm doing. He knows there are times I love him so much he had to take care of my wife when I'm gone. Got married, Pastor Larry have seen her. And you know what happened to my wife? Just three months after the marriage, she became mentally insane. I have to take her back to Ghana. Left there for for three and a half years and came back. And you will not believe what is happening. Uh, It depends on me 95%. I've been married to her for 26 years. 95, I don't sleep all night. He knows whatever I'm talking about if I'm lying. The wife have to take my daughter. I drove by past year. My daughter, the last one, we passed through here. I think you saw her. She's in the, medical school, in the law school during the final year. But you know what God have done in the house? People advise me, why don't you divorce her? You don't have a future. How can you be married to such a woman? And I ask them a question. If I'm married to your daughter, and your daughter gets sick, and I bring her and leave her like that, how are you going to feel? When I made a vow to the law, for better, for worse, it was not playing, and at times we don't know God's ways. God's ways—it pleased Him to bruise His own Son, just for our salvation. You may not believe. You know what I'm talking about. There are times when I'm gone, He has to go to my house every day. I brought a, 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 a helper from Zimbabwe who takes care. Every month, her medication allows low for a serious diabetes case. If we leave anything else, it's on six different drugs. And if I leave anyone, medication, if I leave anyone, there's trouble. And I spend just about, not less than every month, I spend about $150 on a medication alone. The person who takes care of her full time for me to be able to be here is I pay the same person I brought her from another country to do that. I can't leave her. Every once in a week, I give the lady a leave, and I have to stay with my wife and nurse her, cook for her, wash her dishes, do everything. If I'm lying, he's sitting here. He's a witness to that. I don't complain. And people see me. Yet, excuse me to say this, there's no one pastor in Africa that does what I'm doing. From nation to nation, there are times within two months, I can go to eight different countries. I'm not talking nearby. I will fly to London and leave the same day, 12 hours on a flight. You know what I'm talking about. And so one thing I want to encourage us, do not let your condition cause you to speak negative. No matter what is going on, condition your mind you are going to succeed. Speak to the problem. Prophesy to the problem. Encourage yourself. Tell yourself you are moving forward. And say, I refuse to be let down by anyone. A serious problem is going on as we see in Samaria. The city is besieged by Assyria for three months. And you know what people were doing? They were eating donkey's head. True story. I'm talking of history. It's one of the history books. They go and buy a donkey's head from the market to come and cook. Donkey's head was no more. And you know what they were doing? They go and wait under a tree waiting for the birds to drop. So that they can take them and eat. I'm reading from the Bible. And that was not enough. When that got finished, they started now eating their own babies. According to the Bible. Through history. How many of us want to eat our own children? Sometimes life can be present that you will not eat your children literally. But life can be present that anywhere that comes from your mouth, you are cursing the child. You are not blessing the child. You are not prophesying to the child. I pray that God will change no matter what is going on. That will become powerful and construct our lives. Great future. Come on, somebody lift your hands and say, I have a great future. And come on, say with me, I am the prophet of my own life. Hallelujah. You know what that means? It means you encourage yourself. You will strengthen yourself. And you will comfort yourself. And you will construct whatever you want to be. No condition should push you down. We serve a God who is alive. So conditions became very hard. Pastor Nisa, two ladies agreed to eat their babies. So they had the first one, a boy. And the second day, the other lady was supposed to. I'm reading direct word to word from the Bible. We don't have much time to go there, and our computers cannot help us with that. So you know what happened? The second day, there was a fight between the ladies, Pastor Juliana. The other lady went and hit his son. Yet he's eating somebody's son. True story. The Jewish people celebrate this day until now. They celebrate when Israel, Julius, and, uh, Judah was besieged to the point they were eating human beings. It's celebrated every year. Serious. And now listen to this. The king was passing by. Pastor Juliana made a powerful statement. How many of you know this is the greatest nation on the face of the planet? Oh, come on. Let's give the Lord a clap of rain for the U.S. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and say, God bless America. You don't know what a great nation you have. Thank God for America. Without America, there will be no Israel. The Arab nation are afraid to touch Israel because of the U.S. That is why Iran, the greatest enemy of Iran is America. They call America the devil. That is where they see you death to America. They start teaching their children and you know the reason why? It's because of the gospel. Iran is doing that just because because there's no nation that uphold this way like this country does. Thank God for the US. Thank God for what you do. But can I tell you something? Your hope is not in your government. In spite that you live in the most powerful, the richest, and the strongest nation, if your hope is in your government, you made a mistake. Your hope should be in the law. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody say my hope. We sang that powerful song this morning. Where is your, is your hope, somebody? Somebody, where is your hope, somebody? You will never go wrong when you put your hope, your trust. He will never fail you. So you know what happened? While the two ladies were fighting, Pastor Nisa, there was the king, the president. In the audience there, there were no king. Prime ministers, there was a president, the king. The king was passing by, dad. And when the king was passing by, you know what he saw? He saw the two ladies fighting. And one of them screamed after the king and said, oh, king, will you help us? And you know what, Pastor Larry, can you tell us what the king said in your Bible? Have you opened to that place? When he asked the king for help, what did the king tell the woman? Oh, you love the place now. If somebody goes out there, you will see what the king said. The king says, if God doesn't help you, who am I to help you? You are asking President Trump. Trump, and you know he can. You think he has power, you voted him. And you say, President, I have a problem. I don't have food. And when you have a problem in the olden days, and you know what the pre- president tells you? He say, hey, lady, let me tell you, I cannot help you. Your help is in God. How I pray all the nations of the world, our presidents, our ministers, our congress, they will learn something that they are just put there, but their trust should be in God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We, let, come on, let's, let, let's pray for our leaders. The reason the Bible says, when a righteous man is in power, the city prospers. We need people in power. It was so wonderful. I was with Dr. I, I'm Ricky Musgrove. Last week, Tuesday, we were together in the Inaugural prayer service of the governor of Oklahoma State. It was amazing. About 6,000 people packed in a Baptist church in Mall, just outside Oklahoma City. And you know what? Amazing. The man is a spread speaking in tongues. The pastor was the MC of the program. Amazing program there. I was weeping when they started singing the choir, about 300-member choir. Filled the stage, started singing. The presence of the Lord. And you know what the young man says? When the young man is about within his 40s, was a businessman, he is not a politician. And he says, I'm standing here because of God. And you know what he says? I've got it on my iPad. I, record that. I recorded the speech of the governor. From there, they rode to the Capitol House, right there in Oklahoma, and then just swore him in that morning. But there was a prayer service before that. And you know what He says, he says, parents, make sure you don't kill your children's dream. That's what the man says. What does he say that? He says, when he was running for this governorship, which is it never never coming from a political background, something happened. The mother went and pulled his childhood book. I don't know you wives have that. We don't have that in, as black people. There was something, a book, a baby book. He says, A baby book where you write things. And you know what? Their mother asks him, Six year old, who do you? That is where you got a prophet in your life. That you are young son. We traveled to Chicago with grandpa. She's a prophet. So then the things he said, don't take them light. Very serious. A six year old. Go to Oklahoma City. What I'm saying is what is happening now. A six year old, they put the child book, Pastor Juliana. And the mother asked him, What do you want to be when you grow up? Six years old. He said, I want to be a governor. And you know, 45, 46 years, mid-mid-40s, mid he is a governor. Don't kill your children's dream. When they speak, they may be prophesying. You may not know what is going on. And so our help is coming from the law. And then, then you know what? So when that happened, the king was angry and he sent a message. To go and tell Elisha. Say, Elisha, if you don't pray to your God and things change, tomorrow at this time I'll be coming for you. So when Elisha, the man went and told Elisha, you know what Elisha told the man? Go and tell the, tell the king, tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about what time? Somebody tomorrow about what time? Somebody next week about what time? Somebody next year by what time? Oh, come on, lift your hands and say, I prophesy. Come on, lift your hands and say, I'm prophesying right now to myself. Come on, somebody prophesy to yourself right now. Come on, somebody prophesy to yourself. And tell God what you need. That's what pastor was telling us now. Tell God, pastor, what do you expect with your wife next year by this time in this church? Prophesy. Speak it and continue to speak it. Pray about that. Encourage yourself. It's going to come to pass. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. I said, somebody shout hallelujah! Somebody, our God is in control. Pastor Juliana, he said, go and tell the king. I say, as a man of God, that hear the word. That is what he says. He used the same word again, the same word we use in the morning. He said, hear the word of the Lord. First, Second Kings, chapter seven, verse one. That hear the word of the Lord. Tomorrow, Pastor Larry, can you read that one for us alone? That one only. Do you have it? Second Kings and chapter. Number seven, verse one. Listen to what? Listen to what? Prophecy is what? Speaking the word of the Lord over your life. The morning we saw, He says that hear this, hear the word of the Lord. You dry bones, speak to your situation. Use the word of the Lord. There's power. It can transform. It can do whatever it needs to do. So this what? Hear the word of what? Hear the word of what? This is what the Lord says. Do you know what God says about your life? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's why nobody can describe me. I am not jealous of anyone. I am wonderful, a handsome, great young man. That is the way I see myself. So I don't care what you say, because it's not God's word. I know the way. The Bible says you are not poor, you are rich. Is that right? Somebody in the Bible says you are not sick, you are healed. Is that what? Right? So even when you are sick, healing comes. It is your right. Somebody, the Bible says you are not beneath You are what? Oh, come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible says we can do how many things? The Bible says we can do how many things? Some things. That is who you are. Be what the word says you are. Don't let anyone determine your life. And you know something, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, be careful what you say in the face of adversity. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, be very careful what you say when you are facing a difficult time. Can I tell you something? Pastor Juliana, from here to here is a short distance, but it can be very far. And that's what you know what? Tell that is that it's written here. Let's go back there and see. Say About what? About what? About this time when? what is going to happen? A finest flower will be sold for what? One circle. And two seeds of what? Belly will be for what? One circle at the gates of Samaria. And you know what happened? Listen to the answer of the king's servant. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, watch your ways. Your tongue contains life and death. I don't, anyone he knows, I tell my church, I don't want, when people are coming to me, my members, I'm very patient. As he says, I encourage people, no matter what you have done, I will never condemn you. I am not your judge. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But whatever sin, whatever you do, you're going to pay for that. You need to understand that. David slept with somebody's wife in private. But the Bible says your own child will sleep with your wives in public. It happened in 2 Samuel. So whatever we do, we need to be careful about that. I don't judge people, but my members know I don't encourage weaklings, pity party people. You don't come to me looking for, for when you are down. when you come, when you leave my presence, you need to be strong. You need to be pushing on and say, I can do it. That's what the Bible says. How many of you know that we, the Bible says in the, old, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the last days, young men will have vision. Old men will dream dreams and young maidens will what? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, lady. You know what you are supposed to do? When you wake up and your husband is feeling the pressure of the church and he doesn't want to treat you well, he doesn't want to talk, he's not happy in the house, he doesn't want to eat your food, you know what you do? You prophesy to him. You know what he say? You say, Devin, Pastor Devin, you can do it. Pastor, I'm on your side. Pastor, I'm supporting you. Pastor, we are going forward. The Bible says young ladies who do what? They will prophesy. It's your duty to prophesy to your husband. Come on, shout hallelujah, somebody. Come on, somebody, shout hallelujah. You know what? I think that is what I guarantee you. That is what I brought you with this for. How many years of marriage? 38 years now. You see something? Oh, come on, somebody, shout hallelujah. How many years of marriage right here? How many years of marriage, pastor? You see something here. They prophesy. It doesn't mean difficult time doesn't come. Don't let situations pull you down. I don't know what will cause me to be be sad in life. If the Holy Ghost lives in me. No matter this. I'm sharing the challenge I have. Everybody. Today, my daughter sent a message. I got up early in the morning. I have to send messages to the church. My secretary, everything. My daughter sends a message. One of the top medical doctors in the town, they know I'm not there. So he went to visit my wife and the daughter. And he sent a message. And you know what? They said, Bishop, we respect you. All of us see what you have gone through. And we see how you are handling your wife. And out of the heart, they know. My first daughter, two girls in the house. The first one, CPA, qualified already. The second one, you know, 21 years. The fourth year law school, he's a junior lecturer already. Yet coming from that home. My wife doesn't know if he goes to school or not. My daughter said, Daddy, thank you for being a mother and a father. And I'm not there. I stay Every night I stay until 11pm to make sure it's 7am there to call my daughter and pray over her before she goes to school. My, if I don't minister to my house I'll never come here ministering. My success, my first convert to heaven should be my own home. You must understand that. Come on, somebody say I'll make it in Jesus name. As we come to a close, somebody lift your hands and say I'll make it in Jesus name. And turn to your neighbor and say neighbor, do not let your condition Cause you to speak negative words, no matter what happened. Listen to what he says. As we come to our God, two moments. Listen to what he says here. Listen to what he said. What did he say? In the next verse. Listen to the reply, because it's impossible with God. How many things are possible? Says with God, how many things are possible? Do we mean it? That is what Pastor. pastor there, uh, pastor, we have a responsibility of letting the word be engraved in our members. That whenever they open their mouth, they are speaking the word. And no challenge should push us down. We are witness in Christ. That should be our goal. Listen to what the man says in verse 2. We cannot get verse 2. Is, is it right there? Or oh, is it difficult to get verse 2. The officer whom... This, you know what? Go and tell the king. This is the reply to the, of, the, of the officer to the, the prophet. You listen to what he's saying. You know what he says? He says to the man, look, even if God will do what? If God will do what? And do what? And throw this bread and everything you are talking from heaven, this is not possible. This is the way some of us speak. At times we let the situation control us. And what did the prophet tell him? What did the prophet tell him? You what? But you know what? I made a statement that it's a long distance from here to here. Be careful. At times, see your end and let your mouth speak it. Let us correspond. Say what you see. Have a great future. I've not even started yet. Pastor, you know what? I started my pension. I've been teaching for 27 years. He knows that. There are times he picked me from the airport. And when he takes me from the airport, I've been away for five weeks preaching from town to town, from country to country. He picked me from the airport. He takes my bags home. And he takes me to work. I've been sitting in an airplane 14 hours. He takes me and I go to work. I don't take a cent from my church. He knows that. I'm not there to be a burden to them. Because I'm a missionary on the field where they don't even trust us. South Africans don't trust me from another country. But I make sure that that's not going to be a barrier. Money won't be a barrier. God will provide for me to go wherever I need to go and do what I need to do. Since you can do it in Jesus' name, don't underestimate yourself. And when he said that, you know what I mean, Pastor? Sorry, I've gone about just a few minutes. It's the last service. So give me just a few minutes grace now. Be kind, Pastor Devin. I'm pulling his leg, teasing me. He's such a great man. You know what he says? It's not possible. That's what the king said Is there anything which is not possible with the Lord? And he did, I don't think he heard the word from verse 1 because he said, hear the word of the Lord. Then you are saying the word of the Lord is not possible. That's why the king says, look here. The prophet said, you will see it, but you will not eat it. And then right after that, verse 3, how many, how, how many leopards? Verse 3, how many leopards? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God might use the unlikely source to solve the problem. You might be having a problem. Nobody thought that the solution to this problem is going to come from leopards. Leopards were not even allowed in in the city. They were sitting outside the city. People might have given hope on you. But you, God, is going to use you to do mighty things. Come on, somebody lift your hands and say, I receive it. Your family may have given out on you because nothing good is coming up. That is what happened. Now, you know what? The lepers sat there. Pastor Nisa, four of them sat there and had a meeting. That's why I hate gossip. Christians sat down and they gossip, waste our time, jealousy, envy. The four men sat down trying to think what to do with the problem. And you know what? They said, if we go to the city, we are going to die. Because there's no food there. If we sit here, we are going to die. If we go to the city, the, the camp, they may kill us. But one said, no, 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 wait a little bit. Let's go there. Probably they will have pity on us based on our condition and let us leave. Come on, somebody say, my God has a plan. One of the last songs here, he says, I don't know, one of the songs he sang, he says, we don't know what he's going to do. It was something like that to solve the problem. We don't, we don't, we don't know God's plan for us. There is famine. People are eating their children. Everybody is afraid to go. They are camped in. Now the men are just there at the gate, waiting for them to come to their points and kill them. And you know what happened? The Bible tells us that the four men, as they started walking, God caused the enemy to hear. The sound of horses and chariots and a great army. So they ran away. The men got to the battlefield. They ate, carried gold, silver, and precious jewelry. That's what the Bible says. If you go a little bit down, don't let your condition. I will not let any condition let me speak negative. I am what the word says I am. You can do what the word says you can. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that is what the song was saying. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. I've not even started yet. I started, when I went back home, I started my pension now. Otherwise, I shouldn't be here by now. I should be going home. I'm going home at the end of March, at the, at the first week in March. So I'll be home the, on the 1st of March. I'll be home for one month. I take him, we are going to Israel and take. we got five-acre land. I've started businesses to get more money, not for myself. God has given me everything I need. I need money for the kingdom to invest and get so saved, move from nation to nation. That is my goal. I'm taking him for that. I'm just starting. I'm now starting my ministry to touch lives. What are we living for? Life is just nothing. It's not the cars and the homes and what... A friend, if you go out there, you can see the car we came with. We came on infinity, just as you will be sitting down there. And when I come, when I left the house, my friend's house, a millionaire, the house... He's in the front of the paper. There. Arkansas Life. His house is right there. The first one, huge house there. And you know what? As I told him, I was telling my friend that it's not about money. Life is about God. When we miss that, we miss it. I'm not living for anything. We live here for Christ. And let's make sure we make impact. And don't let your condition control you. Come on, let's stand to our feet. And lift your hands. And talk to the Lord, you can do. How many things can we do, saints? How many things are possible with the Lord? Is there anything that is impossible with the Lord? Anything impossible with the Lord? Do you think your situation is impossible? Do you see? At times people see me as a hero wherever I go to. But do you see what I go through? And you'll never see me crying. Ask him. you see an excited young man. I treat my wife, care with everything my members see he got the best clothing in the church that's so he not well. I make sure he loves nothing. My children love nothing. And when I finish, that's my first responsibility. When I finish, I live for the kingdom only. Just to make sure that people are encouraged. People are energized. That's why I like him when I see him. I wanted you to, to see where we go on TBN by Good Income. They are now, TBN have closed all the stations in America left with only six they have the one, yeah, that, that is the new one they're doing. All the floor lights up. That's where we're going, and it's amazing what they're doing there. They got only the California one. They got Dallas, Nashville, Chicago, Orlando, and New York, six of them. God is granted a favor anytime. You saw me with, this, with the manager there. She knows him very well. That's where we go. When I come here, my goal is to see pastors succeed. Whatever I can do to help him, that is what I want to do. We need to... You, you know what? Pastor... Call, uh, he called my friend in Little Rock. Pastor... Um, Ricky Masgrove, And he said, Barry, Bishop, I'm not seeing a man like that. When he sees somebody, he wants to lift the person to another level. That's how it should be. His success is my success. I rejoice to see the beautiful thing God is doing here. Let us stop being jealous of one another. We are each other's keeper. Let's lift and push one another up. Together we can do it. How many lepers? How many lepers? They encourage themselves. They put their minds together. They solve the problem for the entire nation. You can do it. People, it doesn't mean that the church from Alma in a small town, don't let anyone talk you down, church. You can do it. Out of this place, pastor, you will send mighty men and women around. As you are training them to be solid. I know that is your goal. You can do it, young men. The Lord is your strength. Come on, lift your hands and give the thumbs to the Lord now, now. We bless you, Father. We honor you, Lord. We will not let any situation put us down, Father. No matter the challenge the devil brings at us, Father, we will talk faith. We will speak the word. We will prophesy, Father. There's no problem that is above you. Grace Church in Alma, all their financial needs are met, Father. Father, this campus here is going to grow and grow. When people drive past the 49, when they drive past the 40, east or west, they will be talking about this church, Father. It's not a church in a rural area, in a small town. Jesus was born in Nazareth. But Father, mighty things, the whole world is worshiping him now. We give you praise for what we are going to do. Thank you for Pastor Devon and this great lady here, Nisa. More anointing, Father. More wisdom, Father. More strength, Father, on them, Father. Thank you. What a joy to see their parents these two beautiful young people. Their mother and their father, their mother and father sitting here. And thank you for the members of the church. Whenever Roy... And Nikki opened their mouth. They are so proud of their pastor, Nikki, uh, uh, Nisa, and David. Father. We bless you. Take Grace Church to the next level. Meet all of their needs according to your riches in glory in Jesus' name.